Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. This is episode 78. And today's episode is sponsored by The Next Seven Days, a weekly prayer journal, and that's available at janlbert.com, and that is J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T.com. Thanks for being here today. Okay, today I want to take a look at a few verses from um, the Old Testament. Dun-dun-dun, back in the Old Testament we are, a small book entitled Haggai, and it's also, um, it's right toward the end of the Old Testament. So it's it's two chapters. So it's a very small book, hard to find, but worth it if you can find it, if you take the time to find it. We're also going to look at one verse from the New Testament. Um, I'm going to read that first. Ephesians 3.20. Okay. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified and then maybe from another translation, just so we have two, you know, two angles to kind of look at it. Man, I just love the Greek and the Hebrew. Those languages are so rich, and that's why I so often read from multiple translations in one podcast episode, because I'm trying to get some of the depth, the richness of those languages. It just gives us a better, um, like a full picture of what these passages actually mean, rather than sometimes we just, we get like a, a one side, let's get multifaceted views of God's word. That, that's really what it means to study it to do a deep dive into it. We want to understand it like fully the way that God wants us to understand it. We want to know what he was saying, not just um, a little bit of what he was saying. So Ephesians 3.20 from the Amplified says this, now to him, that's capital H, we're talking about God here. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. Oh, is that not good? Super abundantly. All right, hang on that word, right? Hold on to that. You're going to want to, you're going to want to really think about that word. Super abundantly. One word. J.B. Phillips translation says it this way. And if you don't know much about the J.B. Phillips translation, he was someone who worked with youth. And, um, and so this is, uh, let's say this would be like mid-century modern kind of a, a translation, right? I mean, this is not brand new for 2021, but at the time when he was working with youth, they're just, they were not wanting to read their Bibles because they, they were, you know, doing that thing that young people sometimes do, that bang, it's stuffy, it's boring, I don't understand it, it doesn't relate to it, it's hard to read. So he wrote a New Testament, he, there's no Old Testament, New Testament for his youth guys, his youth students, his young people to read. And so it's um, a more modern translation, but it's not like written last week. So modern, but um, think of modern in the scope of all of time, not just modern, like 
That's still kind of stuffy sounding, Jan. Right. But that's because it's not written five years ago. Our modern today is like um, within the last two years. Think of modern in the scope of history. Okay. J.B. Phillips says this. This is a way it phrases Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. I'm going to read both of those from the Phillips. Now to him who by his power within us is able to do far more than we ever dare to ask or imagine to him be glory in the church through Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. And it ends with an exclamation point. So that's like, amen. Okay. So I'm going to read the Amplified once more. Just listen to the verbiage here. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. All right. There's a lot there. It's beautiful stuff here. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with this. Do you, do you understand how freeing it actually is? How freeing it actually is to know it is his power within us that's getting done what he wants to be gotten done. That is freeing. It's freeing. You, this is not John Wayneism here. This is his power gets it done. If he wants it done, his power gets it done. Working it's within us. It's it, There's a lot of freedom there if we'll just believe it and receive it. How profound that when... When God wants something done, how profound when God wants something done, it's, um, it's described as far more than we ever dare to ask or imagine. I'm, there's so much here. I'm, I'm sighing because I'm trying to figure out how to take all of what I'm thinking and feeling about this verse and cram it into actual words. That's hard for me to do sometimes. Okay. So it's profound. What God wants done is described in this verse as far more than we ever dare ask or imagine. Now I can ask a lot. I can imagine a lot. How about you? But that word dare that's in the Phillips, dare, let me read it again. Now to him who by his power within us is able to do far more than we ever dare to ask or imagine to him be the glory. Okay. Dare. Think about that. What do I dare to ask for? If I dare to ask for something, I'm going out there a ways, right? I mean, you know, that word dare tells us that this is like, this is not playing it safe. This is not like, hmm, what's the, what's the nice Christian girl thing to ask for here? No, what do I dare to ask for? What do I dare to imagine? What is the biggest of the big stuff that I can desire to get happening, to see happening in my life, in this world right now? The biggest of the big stuff that I might ever dare to want from the hand of the Lord. Not like worldly things here. I'm talking about what's the biggest stuff that only God can do that I would dare to ever want. Like it's so big that it's going to take some daring to even ask for it, to even imagine it. Asking for it is one level of daring, but then you dial that down a notch and that stuff that you kind of really just imagine that you would love to see happen, but you only dare to imagine it, right? Like I dare to ask it. That's another level. Way back deeper in, there might even be some bigger things that we would love to see happen, but we only dare to imagine them. Think about that. What he's saying here is what's that stuff that you barely could even bring yourself to pray for? It just feels too big. And then what does he say God wants to do? Oh, just super abundantly more than that. Just super abundantly more than that. Okay. Okay. You're getting, you're getting the picture here. This is beyond us. 
And thank God it is. Thank God it is. Like that biggest of the big stuff. So big, it's hard to even imagine it. That is not what our God wants to do. No, 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 no. Those are the small potatoes. He is able. He is able. Think about that. Three words. God is, right now, present tense, able. Not unable. Not unable, able. And we know, we know from what we know in the New Testament about Jesus when he walked here on the earth, that willing, it's not an issue with the Lord. It's not an issue with him. Um, you know, I mean, think of Jesus saying, if I can, if I am willing, oh, he is far more willing. So often he is far more willing than we are. Oh, he's willing. Don't say, are you willing? Can you? Yes, he can. Oh, is he? Am I willing? Jesus said, oh, he is able mm-hmm, and he is willing mm-hmm, to do far more than those daring imaginings and those daring request your most daring ask oh he's way beyond far more than those like he's far more able and far more willing this is great this is good stuff he is so well able to carry out his purpose i'm gonna say it again pause there so you really go wait what'd she say pause in here you know sometimes you get those drop on podcasts like in those moments that's what they're there for often so that you will like that silence will make you go huh it's like when you're teaching little kids and you want to get their attention if you either whisper or just get real quiet and real still, they all shut their little mouths and look at you like, what? With those big old eyes, right? I mean, they stop chattering, playing, goofing off and focus. So um, that's just a side note. When a podcaster pauses, you listen a little better. Does God ever do that to you? Do you ever feel like, God, why are you silent? Why are you silent? Is he pausing so that you will listen, turn your eyes back on him, maybe just quiet yourself and focus on him? He is able, he is so well able to carry out his purpose. Of course he is. We know that, but man, it's good to say it out loud. You never have to really worry whether or not God has a purpose for your life. You don't have to worry. Does God really have a purpose for my life? I want you to just stop worrying about that right now today. Put a period on that, not a comma. You're not going to worry about that anymore. Also, don't worry if his purpose is going to happen. Will it happen? I mean, this isn't like the... The book about your product, you you read that, will it fly, you know, and you try to vet the process first. Look, if God's got a purpose, and he does, is it going to happen? Well, duh. Yeah. Look, if you want to hear from the Lord, if you have a heart to do his will, I'm not going to give you instructions as to how to hear from the Lord beyond what I just said about if there's a pause and you feel like the Lord's not speaking, maybe just settle down and be quiet, you know, put your hands in your lap. Open, shut them, open, shut, give a little clap, open, shut them, open, shut, put them in your lap. Just put your hands in your lap instead of grabbing and grasping for things and just sit and look at him the way a little three-year-old will look at their preschool teacher when all of a sudden she gets really quiet. Big eyes, your ears are open, you're looking straight at the teacher who is the Lord your God and expecting something's coming. The teacher got quiet. He wants to say something to me. Ooh, I'm listening. Okay. Eyes on him, eyes on him. Okay, um, so look, if you want to hear from the Lord, if you have a heart to do his will, if you have a genuine desire to know what it is that he wants you to be doing in this, your one and only life that he gave you, then you know what? He will make sure you know his will. You don't have to go out and find it and hunt it down. You just have to have the want to. And the want to is as simple as, do I have a heart to do his will? Do I really want to know 
what he wants to be doing with the life that he created and gave to me to live? Do you really want to hear from the Lord? Then you will. Then you will. He will make sure you know his will in the big things, in the little things. Start where you are today and be faithful to him. Love your family well. Like, ask God, how can I love them well today? And he'll show you. Then do that again tomorrow. Don't be like a time waster at your work. Work well, work wisely. These are the things that honor the Lord. Start there. Faithful and little, faithful and much. Start there and expect him to lead you and guide you and speak to you about his perfect purpose for you and his perfect purpose for the world right now. He's able to carry out his purpose and he is also able to make sure that you know what he wants you to be doing. I hope that makes some sort of sense today. He can do what he plans to do. He can make his will reality. The entirety of the Bible shows us that, how easy it is for him to make his will come to pass, boom, at, at, the, at the you know drop of a hat, everything can change. So he knows how to best communicate with you, to tell you what he wants you to be doing. Because he created you. So of course he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows how to get through to you. Um, if you need, you feel like you need a billboard, don't, you're not the only one that feels that way. But I'm telling you, you got to trust him that he knows how to communicate with you. You've got to trust him. If you want to know what his will is and you want to do his will and you want to glorify him, you can count on the fact that he's going to let you know what he wants you to do and when he wants you to do it. Because your heart is soft toward him. If you've got a hard heart toward him, that's a whole nother issue. And you need to pray that out of your life immediately. Like right now, if not sooner, I hope that makes sense. Get rid of that. If your heart is tender toward the Lord, you're going to hear from the Lord. That's, you just will. I, I mean, it's like, I guarantee, like, you know, that Cajun, I guarantee chef guy from the nineties. It's, it's really that I believe it that much. I guarantee it. Okay. So, um, if you want to know, what God wants you to know. If you want to know what God wants you to know, then every day, like on any given day of your life, would you just expect him to show you what he wants you to know? All right, now we're going to go back to our verse. Bum, bum, bum. Let's tie this together now. Okay, now that little piece of wording that's there in the Amplified that says super abundantly. So it's a compound word. It's two words, super and abundantly put together into one word, super abundantly. Whoa, is that a word or what? Think about it. Super abundantly. It means more than enough. It means excessive abundance. It means redundancy. Think about this. How much good stuff does God want to do in your life above and beyond the biggest things that you could ever hope for, dream, ask, imagine, or even just like, you know, um, that, that might vaguely cross your mind and you just just sweep it away because it seems too big. How much more to a redundant point? God actually wants to be redundant in your life with the kinds of big things he wants to do. Can you even believe this? Can you even believe it? How amazing is it? It's like plethora, plethora, surplus. You want good stuff in your life? You want that surplus? Oh, start believing God's word and start quoting it out loud. I, I you know, I double dog dare you. Speak the word of God out loud and see what he does. Okay, I'm going to read through those again, and then I'm going to land on the last definition of superabundantly that I, I really love. More than enough, excessive abundance, redundancy, plethora, surplus. Here it is. Overmuchness, one word, overmuchness, a very large amount of something, more than is usual or needed 
You want God to start doing even more than as usual? Let's start praying. God, do the unusual. Do the unusual in my life and today in this world. Um, How about, Lord, you do more than is needed? More than is needed. Pour out more than is needed. Such a large amount, it's beyond what is needed. We often go to him with our needs, and we know we can and we should. Let's start going to him for more than is needed. Go beyond. Show off, God. Show off. Show this world. Show me every day. Show this world every day who you are, who you are, who you are. Does he really reign above it all? Oh, he does. Ask him to show off over muchness. Okay. Did you know that this is how God wants to work in your life, in my life? Did you know that's how he wants to work in our lives? We cannot fully grasp it. It literally is too much muchness to actually wrap our itty bitty little finite minds around. And yet it's true. It's absolutely true. So my challenge to you today, and also my challenge to me today is this, to fully and totally believe. Just believe. Like just make the decision to believe. If you say, I don't know how to do that. You just decide. I decide and believe in this. And then that, you know, that, oh, how can this be true? Oh, nope, nope. I'm sorry. I decided already. This is decided. It has been decided. The matter is settled. I have decided I believe this. To just flat, absolutely believe this is true for you. Over muchness is true for you. I, I think I really like that word. Might be one of my new favorite words. Over muchness. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for the overmuchness that you're going to pour out into our lives in every area as you see fit. We are grateful for it. We will be healthier in every way because of it. And we will see your hand at work in us and then through us to bless others in all sorts of ways. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do it today. Do what you've promised, Lord. What a promise this is. I love this. Okay, so um, now we got to get to those Old Testament verses that I mentioned earlier from the book of Haggai. H-A-G-G-A-I is how you spell that. Not a long book, two chapters right toward the end of the Old Testament. And we're going to look at chapter two, verses four, five, six, and seven. Um, I think just from the Amplified for this one, here's what it says. Haggai two, four through seven, Amplified. But now be courageous, Zerubbabel. Not sure I said that right, but I think I did. But now be courageous, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be courageous also, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be courageous, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. Now, just a side note, when he says Lord of hosts, he's talking about the Lord of all of heaven's armies. This is the most powerful army that ever has been or ever will be, literally cannot be defeated. They cannot be killed. They are unstoppable, okay? So when he says, declares the Lord of hosts, he's saying, declares the the Lord of one who tells, I rule over this unstoppable, mighty, heavenly army. When he says it, we ought to listen, okay? And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. As for the promise which I made with you when you came out of Egypt, My spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Do not fear. Another exclamation point there. So when God says to you, do not fear and puts an exclamation point there, we got to listen. We have to, and more than listen, we have to say, okay, I'm not going to fear. God just told me with an exclamation point, do not fear. Boom. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm not fearing. Not going to do it. I should be more afraid of fearing when God said not to fear than whatever it is I'm fearful of. That's the truth. 
Okay, I'm going to continue here with verse six. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the desirable and precious things of all nations. And I will fill this house with glory and splendor, says the Lord of hosts. Be courageous and do the work for I am with you. Be courageous and do the work. God's with you. Is there any part of your life that those words fit right now? You know, like we want to be wearing what fits us in each season of life. You know what I mean? So if you have some work that you know God has for you to be doing, could be simple. Could be like send a text message. You know, you need to send that, that encouraging text to somebody or somebody that you know the Lord is asking you to um, invite to Bible study or gift them a Bible, share about Jesus with them. Maybe you know that the Lord wants you to jump on an Instagram live and pray out loud. By the way, those are easy, cheesy, easy, cheesy, easy peasy. Lemon squeezy is the saying, not easy, cheesy, but I can make up my own new saying, easy, cheesy. Um, Facebook live is actually live, right? I mean, you can, you can hide it. You can delete it. You can do whatever, but an Instagram live is not actually live. So if you record it and you go, I don't love it, you can actually delete it. Helpful hint from Heloise there. Um, But if God's calling you to pray out loud on an Instagram live, be courageous and do the work for he is with you. If you have something that you know he wants you to do, can you just step up to the plate? Can you? That's rhetorical. Yes, you can. Of course you can. If God asked you to do it, he's going to enable you and equip you and provide for you to do it. He's got plenty of provision for everything he asks us to do. It's will you, I should say. If you have something, you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that he wants you to do, will you, will you step up to the plate, be courageous and do it? Knowing that he is with you, do the work for the Lord is with you. What's scary? What's scary when he's with us? What's scary when he's with us? Actually, things settle down. Things settle down, calm down. They get way, way less intimidating when we know that we know that we know that God is with us. Does that make sense? Like it just settles down so much. The the nerves, they'll settle down. Cause why? Because God is with you and you know he's with you. Um, the intimidation that we feel, it kind of strips away when we know that God is with you. His spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. That is what these verses from Haggai say. The Holy Spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Every step of the way down this road of life as you're walking with the Lord, doing what he's called you to do, step by step by step, the Holy Spirit continues with you. That's fabulous. That's awesome. The Holy Spirit who dwells in you. If you know Christ as Savior, the Holy Spirit who dwells in you is standing firm and immovable, firm and immovable. You ain't going to move him and nothing, nobody else is going to move him either. It will not happen because it cannot happen. He continues with you. This is a covenant. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He continues with you. Is that not good? That's so good. When the shaking starts and when that shaking starts and you know, it seems like it's already started the shaking. It's happening. It's, I think it's been happening since like 2020, the shaking. And I don't think we're quite done just yet with the shaking, right? So when the shaking starts, um, when we're seeing that shakening, that shakening, man, not, that's not a word. I'm so glad that the Lord told me not to be fake, to be very, very real. 
as in like when you record a podcast, if you fumble around with your words, Jan, just leave it in. You know, it's just, it just, this isn't a contest. It's just life. So um, if you ever wonder why I don't edit that stuff out, that's why, because the Lord told me, you just leave that alone. It's just, it's just life. It's just life. Okay. So um, not a contest. And that might be a good encouraging word for somebody. It's not a contest. We're all just doing life. So let's do it together. So I'm going to try again to not make up words that aren't words. So when we are seeing that shaking happening, and it's hard to deny that this is a season that God's not shaking, like you could look around and go, yep, God is shaking the nations of the world, as he said in Haggai. Um, And then he says he will. Oh, I love this part. He says he will. What does it mean when God says, when God Almighty says he will do something? What does it mean? Will means will. Has he ever not done something that he said that he would do? When God says, I will do that. Oh, he will. Watch out. He will. And I haven't said this in a while, but when I read a verse in my Bible and God promises something, he says something with that word will, when he says he will do something, I underline it twice and I try to say it out loud and put emphasis on that word will um, out loud. Something about saying God's word out loud that just things start to shift and move. You want to see mountains move, start speaking God's word out loud and put some emphasis on will when God says will. I'm telling you, what God says here, he will fill his house with glory and splendor. He will. If he says that's what he's going to do. He's going to do it. He's going to fill his house with glory and splendor. This is beautiful. So yeah, is it super fun seeing all the shaking happening around the world? Maybe not, but do we actually have anything to fear when we know the end result is he will fill his house with glory and splendor? Thank you, Lord. We have nothing to fear. That's going to be a good day for us who are in Christ. And um, you know what? I saw uh, an Instagram ad recently. It's for these hoodies. And they say, um, heaven is my home. I'm just here recruiting. I really kind of like that. Yeah, let's take as many people with us. Let's get people into the kingdom. Not everybody is going to respond when you share with them. But you know what? You never know who might. And thank you, Lord, that as many would be saved as possible. That's a great prayer to pray before like the shaking, before the real, you know what I mean? Before the end of it all comes, let's, let's be about the Lord's work. And we know that his heart is for all to come to Christ. He wants none to perish. He means it when he says that he wants none to perish. So, okay. Um, we want to see God glorified all the time. At least we should want to. I hope you want to. We should want to see his splendor. We should be drawn to the glory of God. If we love him, we should really get super excited about things like this. We should want to see that super abundantly happening in situations and times like these. Okay, I'm going to post the verses in the show notes. And um, also a couple things real quick. One of them, man, I got so wrapped up in this message. I did not do this in when I wanted to do this. Oops, sorry, my bad. Okay. So I'm in this um, new mastermind and it's really great. And the women I connected with, it's like, I felt like I learned a zillion. It just one day yesterday, but one of them had seen me speak at um, a homeschool conference, I think, or something probably. And she thought that my name was Jan Elbert. I'm a fast talker. I got to slow down. It's terrible. Like J-A-N and then last name E-L-B-E-R-T. And um, it was like, oh, I could totally see how you would think that. Oh, my goodness. So they suggested maybe like on the podcast and things, spell out my um, the name of my website, which I did at the very beginning of the show, and throw in some like sponsor ideas, which I'm going to start doing because that's a great idea. I love it. And it gives me a way to spell out the name. Like if I share about something, I could spell out the name 
of my website. And I'll also tell you the reason that my website is my name with my middle initial is because janbert.com was already taken. I couldn't buy it. I couldn't procure it. So I threw in my middle initial and it looks, it looks good on book covers, Jan Elbert. It works, but um, it's Jan middle initial L last name Bert, not Jan Elbert. And I need to be better about clarifying that. So a shout out to, um, a shout out to the people yesterday, in particular, the one lady he told me, who told me what she thought my name was from a homeschool conference I spoke at. So I'm so glad to know that that's what it sounded like. Now I can be more clear. Uh, I hope you have people in your life who will help you to see things more clearly or see what you didn't even notice before. I don't think about it. It's just my name. Um, but now I'm going to think about it. So I'm so glad she shared that. And if there's something that somebody has shared with you like that, thank them for it, really, because they're helping you. And in this cancel culture where everybody's offended every other second of the day, it's great to have people who actually will help you because to help somebody you take the risk in these days of being canceled by them or being, you know, slandered or hated or whatever. And yes, this is mostly a secular problem, if if you would, but it's also a Christian problem because we live in this culture and we absorb so much. Uh, and I want to be, I want to be unoffendable because I'm so much with Jesus. And so, um, if someone has said something to you, maybe step back and say, I bet that was for my own good. I bet they're trying to help me. And I bet I need to stop being irritated by that. That's like the culture speaking the world. And we, we do not conform to the ways of the world. Thank you, God, for people who will tell us what we need to hear. So this is also to everybody in that mastermind. Tell me more things I need to hear. I want to hear all of the things that I need to hear. Seriously, I want to. And I'm thankful for you. And I'm so excited to now be able to say my website name is J-A-N-L. B-U-R-T dot com. And that is where you can find today's sponsor of episode 78. And it is um, a prayer journal that I wrote some time ago, just the next seven days, a weekly prayer journal. You can find it on my website. It's uh, a PDF download printable, and you can just reuse it and reuse it and reuse it. And it gives you a prompt to pray each day of the week. So um, who doesn't need more prayer, you know? Okay. Also, it's $7. How can you beat that price for something you can reuse forever? I don't know. I don't think you can. Okay, that's it for today. Um, let me see. Are there any other announcements? Yeah, real quick, I want to let you know about um, another one of my books, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises, a devotional. I think I'm going to lower the price on Amazon kind of in advance of a Black Friday sale. You know, they're talking about shipping delays and things. So if you've wanted to get a new devotional, maybe um, to finish out the the year or to uh, maybe do some early Christmas shopping, go ahead and check that out. I'm going to try to drop that price uh, today and leave it that way for just a couple of weeks and see uh, if it blesses anybody who might want to buy a copy for be about $2 off. So it should be about $7.75 for just a couple of weeks. Have a fabulous rest of your day and know that God is desiring, God is planning, God is wanting to do the super abundant in your life. He really is. He really does want to ask him for big things and then just know that his idea of big is going to be way, way bigger than your biggest big could ever possibly be. I'm believing God for that over muchness to be a huge part of your life, like in the very near immediate future. 
Thanks for joining me today. I'm so glad you were here. I will see you next time for episode 79 of the Burt Not Ernie show. Um, feel free to leave me a review. Those bless me. Um, I think I'm blessed right now with all five-star reviews. Can you believe it? That's amazing. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for every single person who hears his word spoken out loud via this podcast and hopefully believes him for something bigger and knows God's promises for them are true. If that's you, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Keep believing. Keep believing. Um, and I would also like to have just one final ask. Would you share this podcast with somebody this week on social media, text it to a friend? If somebody would be encouraged and blessed by this, share it. Let's just keep spreading God's word around. Let's throw it around like confetti and celebrate about the goodness of our God, us toward. Got to say it in the King James Version when I say that. The goodness of the, go- of the, goodness of the Lord, us toward. He's so good. He's so good. All right. I really am going to stop talking now and let you guys go. Have a blessed day. See you back here next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.